Hello, welcome back to the Youth Thought Sports Podcast, uh, where we're happy to serve all of our valued listeners with great <laughs> content every single week, sometimes multiple times a week, yeah. and that's what we're doing this week, coming to you with two episodes. We're going to kick this one off with not any news we missed. We're jumping right into it. And we're talking about some college football head coaching showdowns. So in the build-up to the season, ESPN has been putting out articles which, kit, which pit comparable teams against each other, and they have the writers debate which is the better head coaching job. They say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and to flatter our friends of the pod over at ESPN, we thought we'd imitate this idea and have a look at some of their matchups and decide which is the better job. And we'll get started with Bart and the Big Ten. So Bart, you have two teams, Penn State and Michigan. Which is a better coaching job? I am taking Michigan. Mm. Uh, I don't know if this is a hot take. Oh my goodness. I mean, okay, so the funny thing with them is both of them are proof that you don't even have to be a particularly good coach and you can keep your job. So that's kind of that's kind of a wash. No, I mean, like, Harbaugh's been fine. Franklin at Penn State has been fine. Like, <clears throat> Penn State's been a little bit better over the recent years. But anyway, historically, they're both pretty comparably successful. To me, it's super, like, they're pretty equal in terms of, like, uh, appeal as a brand and just like general coolness factor but like I, I honestly think that the deal breaker for me is the Sandusky slash paternal legacy that's still left yeah, behind at Penn State that's like literally the thing if I had to choose one I'd rather go to Michigan because it's kind of a clean slate there's no weirdness going on so that's me Lucas which one do you prefer yeah I also chose Michigan um and I know you said they're uh, they're equal brands but I put for one of my reasons I think Michigan's a bigger brand if you look at the Wall Street Journal's um, 2018 assessment of value of programs. Mm. Michigan came in fourth. They're valued at about 924 million, with about 133 million in revenue. That in 2018, um, whereas Penn State ranked 13th in value, which is still impressive, about 519 million, but a revenue about 103 million. So I think it makes it easier to succeed if you have those resources. And I think the only slight advantage you might give to Penn State is that they have a more recent Big Ten championship. They won in 2016. And they also have a better recruiting class in 2022. 24-7 Sports actually has them as the number one overall class for 2022. Wow. Penn State, which is crazy. And Notre Dame number two, which is wow. weird to see those as the top two. Is there but, a um, seismic shift going on in college football right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's moving north, back up into the Midwest. Yeah, it's moving north. But even if you look at it, um, I think the recruiting class thing is, fl- is fleeting. And the- Michigan has out-recruited Penn State in four of the fat last five recruiting classes, according to 24-7 Sports. So I think generally they recruit better players. They're a bigger brand. And I agree with Bart about the whole Sandusky um, and Paterno cover-up of all the abuse. And I think that still hangs over them. So for all those reasons, I also chose Michigan as a better job. I know I should have signed up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Defend your boys at Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Uh, we're moving out west for the next one. We have Washington. We have Oregon. Pacific Northwest. Jared, who are you taking? Anytime we mention the Pac-12, I got to be in on it. Both brands that I really love and respect. I was a Washington Huskies fan growing up. Um, and I hated Oregon, actually, because there was a lot of bandwagon fans uh, around where I lived. And they were mm-hmm. just really annoying. Yep. I think I'm going to pick Oregon, though. Uh, Eugene is definitely much more of a college town. You have the Nike connection, with, which has to be a big boost to recruiting, right? And Washington definitely has uh, the potential to be as big of a brand as Oregon. Like, I really love their uniforms, their colors. 
great stadium setting with Lake Washington out there in the background, no sales tax in Washington. But I don't really think like commuter campuses are football campuses. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty much just like in the city. It's just I don't know. I don't think UW really has like that following. If you're any college that is like a commuter campus and like you're in a big city, isn't gonna have like a strong football culture. I don't think. So I would pick Oregon because it has more things that I like about college football. You know, you want you want to want to be an NFL head coach in Eugene, but I think you would want to be a college football head coach there. Bart? Right there with you. Oregon is my choice as well. Uh, you reiterated, or excuse me, you pre-iterated a lot of things I was going to say. <laughs> but I wanted to add historical legacy is like pretty important to me, and so they were pretty okay. similar in that way, which I was frustrated by because I like having an easy choice. But one thing I noticed was that recruiting, Oregon has blown Washington out of the water. The last time Washington beat Oregon in recruiting, according to 247, 24-7, was 2013. So like nine oh, straight wow. years now. So Oregon definitely is, uh, they've got the leg up there, and it seems like they're even more on the up and up, like generally speaking. But yeah, for me, the deciding factor, honestly, was the Nike thing. The fact that like they quote unquote have never worn the same set of you know uniform outfit, that's just, <laughs> that's funny and cool to me. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with your reasoning about the college town as well. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, speaking of college towns, moving on to South Bend, Indiana for the next one. Yeah. Uh, decidedly, maybe not a college town, but. A special place in our hearts, nonetheless, and we're pitting the Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the Oklahoma Sooners, and I'm kicking it off with this one. So I think if you'd asked me this about a month ago, I probably would have said no question Oklahoma because they haven't made in the Big 12. Every year, they can nearly guarantee themselves a playoff spot by winning in a honestly comparatively weak Power Five conference, but because it still had the you know appeal of being a Power Five conference. You went out in there, even maybe lose a game, but you win the conference, you're in the playoff. And you see that Oklahoma makes the playoffs consistently, even though they get smacked around in the first round. Um, and that's not a privilege Notre Dame is afforded because they don't play in a conference. They have to go near perfect um, in any season to be able to make the playoff. But that being said, I think Oklahoma joining the SEC makes this a little bit more difficult. If you look at tradition, I think Notre Dame has the edge, but it's close. And I don't think it's enough of an edge to be a deciding factor. Both are, like, historically very important in the development of college football, albeit in different eras. But they both, like, if you're, as we did, put together college football Super League, I think they're both first or second round choices. Notre Dame a first round choice. I think Oklahoma borderline first or second round. Um, If you look at recent success, too, I think it's pretty much a wash. Both have had really good teams in the last decade who have made the playoff but gotten smacked around when it actually came to being playoff time. They both have multiple appearances since it started, but neither's ever made the final. Um, in terms of pressure, I think Notre Dame is probably a slightly higher pressure job, uh, but that might change when Oklahoma joins the SEC, um, and they will almost certainly see lower levels of success than they do in the Big 12. So again, I'd put that one at kind of a wash, maybe slightly higher pressure at Notre Dame. In terms of recruiting, I think it's also kind of a wash. Uh, for 2022... <laughs> Notre Dame is number two, according to 24-7. Oklahoma's at seven. In 2021, Notre Dame was nine. Oklahoma's 10. In 2020, it was Oklahoma at 12, Notre Dame at 18. So, like, they're always very close to each other in terms of recruiting as well. So, again, there, it's a wash. If you look at those Wall Street Journal numbers in terms of value and brand, Notre Dame is five. Oklahoma's seven. So, again, very similar. So, I think that this one is as close as it gets among any two teams. I think they're very, very similar programs at very similar places. But 
because of my biases, I think I'm going to pick Notre Dame as being the better job just because I think their tradition sort of trumps any slightly higher pressure. Because I think in basically every other category, it's pretty much a wash. Jared, what do you think? Yeah, so I didn't really consider all that. I just considered, do, do I want to live in Norman, Oklahoma? And the answer is an emphatic no. So Notre Dame easily, gladly will live in South Bend, Indiana. And I hear the Oklahoma Sooners fans, you know, in the background screaming right now. But in the words of the infamous infamous Brian Bosworth, there's no bridges to be burned in Oklahoma because it's just dirt roads. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hope this doesn't make its way to Norman ever because we're going to get an email. <laughs> uh, I'm not living in Norman, man. That's Notre, Wait, Notre Dame all the way. They won't ever hear that because they don't have internet in Norman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, we're moving to some other places. Couldn't think of a good transition. But the two elite (laughs) programs in college football over the last 10 years have been Alabama and Clemson. So, Wyatt, if you're forced to pick um, between those two jobs, who are you picking? Um, You know, this is really tough because I don't really want to pick a front runner. But I think that they're both kind of just really good programs, obviously. Uh, a couple of years ago, you would say Alabama is more of the defensive one, so you'd obviously pick Clemson because offensive is more fun. But over most most recent years, Alabama has shifted their mindset to recruit a lot of really good wide receivers. I'm just going to give the slight edge to Clemson, though. I really, For one, I really like their uniforms. I would rock those purple uniforms eight games a year. <laughs> their division is very winnable, um, being in the ACC. And I just think that the slight edge... Not, not maybe not slight, but the edge in quarterback recruits, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, this DJ kid that's coming up. Um, I just think that they they do a really good job of getting quarterback recruits. They're more fun to kind of watch. You could be more interesting with a lot of the other wide receivers you have because you just you have them. There's there's a couple good guys there, but having a good quarterback, you just got to give the edge to them between you know those guys and AJ McCarron, Tua, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> and Mac Jones. I think that. Clemson would be my pick, easy. Yeah. I thought this one was close, too, but I went in a slightly different direction. We have our first descent of the of the segment. Oh. I picked Alabama. Um, and I think um, because there's more institutional stability and tradition at Alabama, like I think it would be easier to walk into that job than there would be at Clemson. As much as I dislike the man, and you can watch listen to a couple episodes back Every if you want to. I, that talks about I, college football. I think that uh, Davo um, is largely responsible for Clemson's success. Like, if you look back historically, before he came, they only had one national championship. So I think, like, you're building from, like, a place of less tradition and less stability, whereas Alabama has been, like, a a juggernaut for most of its existence. And I just think that, like, it's a brand that is more tied to, like, the history of the game and sort of you know being a traditionally dominant program whereas clemson's sort of like the new rich and so i think that if you're walking into a situation i'd rather one where like there's a strong foundation versus one that i think is built largely upon dabo but i think it's really close and i think that you got to give the edge to alabama can i ask though does nick saban and like bear bryant's prior success and like the pressure of replicating that is that not a factor in your decision it would be, but I do th- just think that, like, there's something about, like, the weight of Alabama as, like, a football program <clears throat> that I would be drawn to as well. It's going like, to be all on your shoulders, though. All that weight's going to be on your shoulders. I know, but it's like coaching at, like, Notre Dame. It's like coaching at, like, I think it's a better job yeah. for that reason. Like, you do well there, <clears throat> you're a legend. 
full stop. You might be more of a legend, though. Dabo might be more of a legend, though, at Clemson than the next coach at Alabama that only wins two titles, right? I don't know. That's fair. But, I mean, look at also since, like, Alabama's success in recent years has been more sustained as well. They won their first title of, like, this current run in 2009 um, and have won six since. Clemson's only won two, and their first is in 2016. Like, I think that they're both elite programs, but I think Alabama consistently has the upper hand, and that will get your recruits and everything as well. Yeah. So, um, But we're going to throw it back to Wyatt for the next one. Uh, the Texas Longhorns versus the USC Trojans. Wyatt, which are you taking? Uh, this one wasn't actually nearly as close as the last one for me. I just went with USC all the way. I think that there'd be something more rewarding for me in reviving USC than there would be for Texas. And... If uniforms are a factor, I think Texas maybe take it because I love that orange. But mm-hmm. there is something more intriguing to me about USC's history and culture and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They had, they did, I would say, for me in my life, had a stronger glory day than maybe Texas did. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 yeah. plays some really fun uh, football, I think. And we talked about Oregon and Washington. I think I would just kind of want to be similar stylistically Oregon Washington I think that it just it'd be more fun for me to play in the Pac-12 also considering I already live on the west coast and (laughs) like like I said it's just like to turn around USC and to have those be they're already a respected brand they just needed the right coach to kind of go up there I think I would be similar to like Lincoln Riley I'd be like the great young uh, head coach of college football you know I think that that would be something I'd want to do Jay? Mm. We're going to have our second descent in a row. I'm going Texas all the way. Great football are. culture, obviously. Texas. I want I want to bring Texas back. But again, there's there's so much. This goes yeah. back to my argument against Washington. There's so much other stuff to do in L.A. that it's never going to be like USC's town. There's, you have all the sports teams, so it's there's the Lakers, Dodgers. Who knows what the Chargers are going to be like You know, going forward. And then all the entertainment options and stuff in L.A. It's always going to be Hollywood. It's not going to be. It's never going to be a USC town. Sure, there's a lot less pressure at USC, you know, events by the fact that Clay Helton is still somehow the coach there, uh, even though he's only had one season less than three wins. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm i picking Texas all the way, especially that they're going to the SEC. I think that makes it even more appealing for me. Yeah. If college, college towns, they make a big difference, I think, for a lot of smaller schools. But I will say that there is always a place for good good teams in California. I think the reason why maybe like the Chargers haven't really caught on is because they have not been very good. Same with the Clippers. The Clippers don't have a history of winning. I think the yeah. Lakers culturally are a big symbol in L.A. And it wouldn't be hard for USC if I decide, you know, if I turn the team around. Um, assuming that we turn, we all turn these teams around and we all coach them. Uh, <laughs> that I would it would still become a big deal and not only just in that, but just across the nation. I think a lot of people would latch on to USC. Yeah. And I think too, that like, if you look at like USC in the mid two thousands, like the Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll days, like I think that they were a culturally super relevant team. Maybe that's just because I was like eight or nine and really into college football. But <laughs> for me, like if I look back on like, my history of the sport and watching it, I think that like those are some of the teams that are like most burned into my memory, especially because they were Notre Dame's big rival and mm-hmm. uh, they beat them like seven or eight straight times during that time as well. But yeah, I think sure. that like 
UFC definitely has the potential to be very culturally relevant if they're good because they do have this sort of LA appeal. But counterpoint, that Vince Young team was also super culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. Vince true. Young is Vince Young as a college player is like an icon. I just, I think people love to hate Texas more, you know, than they do LA. Yeah. But moving mm, on, people hate LA too. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, So we're going to move down to Florida for the next one. Two teams Mm. in the state that are sort of, you know, not where they want to be, not where they've been (laughs) historically. Um, And we'll start it off with Bart. So the U, Miami versus Florida State. Which job would you rather have, Bart? I'm going with the convicts. <laughs> um, I agree. They've been. They've both been historically solid. I was looking. Uh, Florida State's a little bit better as a as a bowl school, but Miami's got one more sh- chip. Ship, uh, at least based. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so they're both solid. Recently, recruiting wise, they've also been good. The the thing for me, honestly, that's going to decide this one. <laughs> Incredibly arbitrary. I want to hear you laugh at me, but I'm thinking about climate change. I'm thinking long term. <laughs> Miami is going what? to be one of the first victims. Uh-huh. Miami is a mere four miles away from the water. Florida mm-hmm. State's like 50. Miami is going to be underwater within a few decades. <laughs> I have to think about my coaching career. Honestly, I don't know what else decides these two because they're both really, I think they're both great schools and I would be happy coaching for both of them. If Miami was further north like Tallahassee, as I'd be there as well. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Miami? I yeah. meant that I'm not going with the convicts. <laughs> yeah, you did at the start. I, so I was, was getting like, confused. confused. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm going, I'm going to Florida State. I was oh, wow. thinking like maybe you wanted an easy retirement or something. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I think like, that maybe you wanted to, to be like Miami's last coach or something. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> or, or, or when the city's <laughs> underwater, it's like, myself. okay, I can quit now. No, because oh. it's kind of a wash to me. So yeah, I'm sorry. That's I confused myself. No, no, no that's fair. I mean, it All is right. it is a tough decision, but I'm going to dissent again. Uh, I'm going... Miami, I'm going with the U. These are both college teams that I honestly hate. I, I really do not like it. Like Florida State, Jameis Winston, hated that era. Uh, Miami, obviously beating us in 2017, hated them. Uh, but when I looked up Tallahassee and I went onto Google Images, one of the first images was a thumbnail for a YouTube video that said 10 reasons not to move to Tallahassee. So <laughs> I'm going with the U. You know, you're going to have to deal with uh, players going to strip clubs, potentially maybe a little cocaine, you know, but, uh, I think, I think I, I'd be willing to, to deal with that, to, to live in nice Miami, get to see a formula one race, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. They don't go to Tallahassee. They go to Miami. Sure. Well, like also like 25% of all COVID cases now are in Florida too. So oh my Got goodness. Factor that nice. as well. yeah. I'm, I'm not Florida factoring in pandemic years anymore, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we're staying in the South for at least the first team on this next one. <laughs> So, yeah. I don't know, depends on how you define Yeah, this that's now, an interesting transition. Um, so, Wyatt, Georgia, or Ohio State? Uh, my answer is 100% biased. I'm just going to pick Ohio State <laughs> right out of the gate. There's no explanation whatsoever. They're my favorite team. Uh, they're one half of the greatest rivalry in college football right now. And I just think that they, they get a lot of fun guys uh, defensively. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Ch- Chase Young, Jeff Okuda. A lot of guys that I, that I like and I you know, are some of my favorite players in the league. They, Ohio State gets a lot of really good of the good guys. So, I mean, there's not much to it. Just not going to pick Georgia and be the little brother at the SEC. I'd rather, <laughs> be my, I'd rather be the top dog in my rivalry, mm. in my favorite conference, the Big Ten. Mm. 
part. That was exactly like what I was going to say. I, it's, it's kind of what Lucas was saying about Oklahoma earlier. I think the really deciding factor here is that Ohio State has much more of a leg up in the Big Ten than, um, mm-hmm. than Georgia does in the SEC. They're still living in Alabama's shadow. They will be for who knows how long until Nick Saban dies at 110 and he's been coaching for like 50 years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think Ohio State is my choice as well. Why is just ready to recruit some blue-collar players to play play (laughs) at the Buckeyes? All right, and we'll finish it off um, with Texas A&M versus Florida, uh, two SEC schools. Um, And I'm going to start it off. So I think uh, this one might have also been pretty close to watch until Texas decided to join the SEC. And that mm-hmm. just puts A&M at an absolute strategic disadvantage um, <laughs> when it comes to recruiting in Texas. Um, I think this yeah. one then becomes not even close. Uh, Florida has way more tradition, way more recent success in titles. Um, we'll soon have a bigger recruiting advantage in its equally talented state. Like if you think about states that you know, produce the most great football players. It's Florida, it's Texas, it's California, for the most part. Um, and so they're both in big states, and Florida will have more of a comparative advantage there, especially with Miami and Florida State not being great. I guess we'd have to factor in climate change. Texas uh, A&M probably, <laughs> probably better protected. Um, but Gainesville's not right on the coast, so we'll be fine. Um, and while A&M has out-recruited Florida in recent years, I think the advantage will go away once Texas joins the SEC. Um, that's not a sticking point for playing for A&M anymore. Uh, so yeah, Florida easy. Buy it. Um, I'm going to stick, I'm going to go with Florida. I think their DBU defensive back university is what I think. I think that they produce a lot of really good corners and safeties and I enjoy that Mm -hmm. position position. I played in high school and it's still a position that I coach in high school football. Um, so maybe that also, you know, strategically I might have a little bit of a, (laughs) an input there, but I think that they're, slightly underdogs in the sec with like an actual chance of beating the top dog. So, you know, it's everyone, whenever they list the top sec teams, they go, you know, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, you know, and then like Florida kind of flies its way back in there. So I think that they're good, but they're not always talked about. And I imagine, right. Compare them to the Penn state, you know, of the sec, <laughs> right. I didn't sign up for Penn state, but I'm, I'm in a way picking Penn state right now. Penn State, South Florida, I'm going there. And you know what? Whether it's strip clubs, climate change, cocaine, whatever you want to call it, if the city breaks off from an earthquake or or goes under and sinks into the ocean, I will be the last coach to ever coach for Florida. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it's either going to be climate change or your your program is going to be so out of control that it gets the death penalty. Is that why you're going to be the last coach? Also, I do think that's like an entirely new sentence that's never been spoken before. Something being the Penn State of the SEC. Yeah, that is that is pretty bold. I think that there, there are a lot of good uh, episode titles. I think we've weaved in here, but I think Florida is the Penn State of the SEC. It's a good one. That is a good one. See if we can work it in. <laughs> is it a good comparison right. or no? Yeah, I think no. Yeah, enough. Yeah, 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 yeah I think relatively too. comparable. Um, He's a big time guy. I think you could put, like like put Auburn, <laughs> Auburn kind of there too. But. Auburn's like a Wisconsin. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we do a whole segment that. like who is the <laughs> parallels? No, yeah, it's like yeah, sister sister teams and conferences. Uh-huh. Or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, moving on from college football, one last segment for the episode. 
And Jared has beef with the Olympics. He'll say <laughs> it. We'll get to him in a second. Um, but with the conclusion of the Tokyo Summer Games, we got thinking about Olympic sports in general. So, in each edition of the Games, we see classics. We see basketball. We see soccer. We see swimming, gymnastics, track, and tennis. We also see some less traditional choices. Uh, we see table tennis, colloquially known as ping pong. We see race walking, which is also known as speed walking, um, which is fun to watch. Um, and we're introducing breakdancing in 2024. So, Jared, I know you have opinions on this. Uh, do you think the Olympic Games include too many sports? And does the inclusion of so many sports devalue the overall Olympic brand? See, there used to be a time where, where being an Olympian <laughs> was a rare feat, where, where being an Olympian meant something. Now, in 2024, a break dancer is going to be considered an Olympian and is going to be called an Olympic gold medal and has just as much merit to say, I'm an Olympic gold medalist as Michael Phelps or Simone Biles. Someone that can race walk, which is speed walk. Olympics, the Olympic <laughs> phrase for speed walking is an Olympian. I'm sorry, but the idea of a break dancer being called an Olympian is a travesty. It's so laughable. Just because an activity is physically strenuous doesn't mean it's a sport. Arm wrestling is physically strenuous. It's not a sport. Landscaping is physically strenuous. It should not be in the freaking Olympics, right? The Olympic brand, unlike other sports, is built on being classic and historical. It's literally based on an ancient event. It's based on America. Uh, uh, or it's based on an ancient event in ancient Greece. The marathon is named after a battle, for crying out loud. The 1896 Olympic Games, the first game in modern history, had only 10 sports. Track and field, cycling, fencing, gymnastics, shooting, swimming, tennis, weightlifting, wrestling. But as with college football, you know, the Olympics became more about money and politics than anything else, which is why there's so many sports now. The concept of national teams, by the way, is not even a part of the original Olympic Games. Most athletes were from Greece, although athlete nationalities were noted. I think the Olympics should have pretty much stayed with those original sports minus shooting, which means, yes, I don't think soccer or basketball should be an Olympic sport. They should focus on the classics like swimming, track and field, gymnastics. Jared, let me tell you why you're wrong. I'm not sure if you're finished, but I'll cut you off if you're not. Um, I think having all these sports is actually what makes the Olympics so cool. Mm -mm. These people are all so talented at what they do. They don't often get the uh, chance to showcase what they do because they play in less commercially successful sports, activities, whatever you want to call them. But they're fun. And in the Olympics, I can have as many niche sports as I want. Um, and I wouldn't get to see them otherwise. There's no way I'm watching badminton otherwise. There's no way I'm watching. <laughs> I'm not watching it during otherwise. the Olympics either. I am. I did. <laughs> you want to look back at my TV records? I can show no, you. I, I said I'm not watching it. Okay. Fine. Well, the Olympics. I don't know. I guess not your event. But um, but I'll defend two specific sports. One, speed walking. No, oh race goodness. walking. It's race called walking. race walking. Yeah. <laughs> you know how fast? You know how fast they're walking. It's faster than a jog. I, I've heard that. It's they're doing around six minute miles. You tell you go out and run for me a six minute mile. I bet you can't. But again, just because it's physically strenuous does not mean it's a, it's a sport. So is walking a across a type a freaking tight wire or whatever whatever it's called. That's a good one. Any sport. different from saying like running? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. Any different from from saying like. Well, the 400 isn't, like, strenuous because, like, what's no, but, the purpose? No, the, the thing is, is that the Olympics is built on classic sports and on a classic brand. Back, yeah, Jared, back in, in the ancient Olympic Games. Yes, Jared. It's not ancient Greece anymore. I mean, like, that's what it's tracing its lineage back to. Okay, but things evolve, Jared. It's, as time goes on, things evolve and people add more things. And it loses it. its meaning. It no, loses it its character. Sure it 
Not at Jared, all. in the second Olympics or the third Olympics, they introduced tug of war as a sport. Like, yeah, that's where they started going wrong. <laughs> I don't know. And breakdancing too. I think breakdancing oh. is similar to something like diving or ice skating or gymnastics. Okay, now I'll give where you, you that. do something incredibly impressive and acrobatic with your right. body. In this case, gymnastics is way more is way more physically strenuous and impressive though than breakdancing. Let's right, be honest. First of all, Jared, tightroping is a fantastic idea for the Olympics. I think oh that's something God. that we might have to toss out there. I'm giving them ideas. Second of all, <laughs> it's about the intricate, uh, delicate strength <laughs> things that you can do with your body, whether or not it's, you know, as, as something as elegant as breakdancing or ballet or something more as physically strenuous as weightlifting or the 400, you know, meter sprint. It's not just about like the ancient things where run, jump, swim, you know, it's not Ooga Booga, you know, we just discovered fire type thing. Like we are more things that we can do with our body than just run, jump, swim, Jay. I know there's, there's, there's tennis, there's weightlifting, Break there's dancing. wrestling, <laughs> Break dancing. Bart, what do you have? Yeah, to say? L- l- let me take my turn in this assault on Jared. <laughs> yeah, this is getting so, ridiculous. <laughs> I wanted to address your earlier point about how it devalues if you meet like a break dancer who's got an Olympic gold medal. That's like somehow worse. It does. I, I don't. I don't think so because, like, in my mind, if I were to hypothetically meet somebody who had a gold medal in anything, even if it's break dancing or race watch walking, which we are so happily crapping on here, I think that's really cool. I'd be really impressed, and I would say, wow. You're an, you know, an, an exceptional human being, literally, by definition, and I wish I could do this. If, if you don't think that breakdancing is relevant, for example, then you're just not going to watch it. You don't have to hear anything about the Olympic event or how it ended, and you can just move on with your life and keep focusing on the main events. But to me, it's like having more people who are clearly way better at X than an average human succeeding at it at some event and getting awarded a gold medal for it, I think that's fine. I mean, but it's not ex- at the Olympics. Though. They can do their own. They can do their own international competition. Not at the Olympics, though. But why are we gatekeeping? What just because of the lineage? Should football mm-hmm. still be yes, played what? with leather helmets? No, that's, are you, that's a completely different argument. <laughs> Who cares? No, it's not. Yeah, as far as the inclusion goes, I would have a problem with it if they added two more medal slots into the Olympics, you know, thing. But if they add more sports, you're still one of the three best people in that category. So you're one of the three best break dancers in the world or race walkers or you're the, what do they call people who, jockeys, you know, you're like one of the three best in that category, not one of the 15 best in the world because right. who cares about that? But that's not what we're talking. You are still the best at something, which I think should have value. So should we include, should we include chess in there? Should Why we include not? checkers? There see, used to see, be an that's... art program. There used to be an oh art program goodness. from 1912 to 1948. You are judged on architecture, there's, literature, music, painting, and sculpture. Yeah, this is still, ridiculous. Uh, this still is a not, level of physical. You know, I, I agree. It needs to be physical in some form. It's physical, but it still has to be a level. Okay, of we should put. You know what we should put in there? Then we should put landscape. Landscaping yeah, should be no because that's being physically okay. No, it's, it's Jared. Physical competition, Jared. There's no landscaping uh, competition. Dude, Why I think not? You're absolutely there wasn't a breakdancing right competition at the Olympics until 2024. Dance against each other, dance battles. People landscape day? against each other. Who? Why don't we? <laughs> you know what? Who, who does that? We should, we should put grilling. You know what other sport we should put in there? Grilling. We should put grill because that's <laughs> there's physically physical. strenuous <laughs> stuff involved. Is it physically okay. strenuous? All right. Yes. <laughs> This is getting. This is getting. Jared, I I agree with you that there is a there. It's a very difficult question of what should we qualify as a sport or not. 
but I don't think the fact that it's hard to answer should just disqualify anything that's in the gray area. By no, yes, it should. It should. It's. It should trace back to the ancient lineage of what the Olympic Games meant. Jay, nobody. But it can evolve. It can evolve. Aristotle isn't around to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, do we need to divide back into in city states and like? They probably don't have basketball. <laughs> who cares? Who cares if it's added now? They have bas- if basketball. is a major sport. Jared, how do you feel they about surfing? Sports. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, surfing. Surfing is no, a good example, right? Surfing yeah, it is. In there. It is. No, it they should not be. The, it should not be in there. What? Okay. Oh, come on. They weren't surfing. They weren't surfing for the Olympics in ancient Greece. Do they have a Winter Olympics in ancient Greece? No, yeah, I, I don't so know why we have we that either. Should just disband the entire Winter Olympics? <laughs> I don't Snowboarding, know. Curling? I mean, the X on. Games, that's what the X Games is for, Why? No, it's not what the X okay. Games is for. Jared, yes. let me pose to you something. The ancient Olympics had equestrian. Do we include equestrian in the Olympics? Sure. She can <laughs> include it. Okay. If it traces back to like the ancient lineage and like what an athlete was considered back in the day, like somebody that could joust or whatever it was, I don't know if they did jousting in ancient Olympics, but you know that was like sort of like the traits of an athlete of like a, in, in the classical sense, and that's why I think the Olympics should be. And I don't think like any sport that already has like pretty major international attention, like basketball and soccer, I don't think those belong in the Olympics. I think they have their own platform already and shouldn't be there personally. Okay, but I'm willing to. I will get with your argument that maybe basketball, soccer, baseball, golf, maybe it shouldn't be in the Olympics. But we can't pick on breakdancing. You know like why? They, because they don't. There have needs to be. There, there can't be too big. Okay, there can't be sports that are too big have, and sports if, that are too niche. But if the argument is that they have their platform, then break. Then that's not the only argument, though. That seems like to be your only argument. No, well, also, also the ancient lineage it has to trace back. To, Jared, like break dancers were not considered abroad, athletes in, in freaking person for four hundreds. Jared spent one summer out of the country, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> I've been to Athens. For, but Jared, by this like logic, we, we forgo like any like any quantifying of what makes a modern athlete special, right? Like, are you saying basically there should just be a separate event that's not called the Olympics at all for all the other new modern sports that people would want to compete in? Yep, that is what I'm saying. Are you... yes. Jared, should the para... But why? Should the Special Olympics not exist either? Did they do the Special Olympics in ancient Greece? Don't answer that question, Jade. I see you thinking. Well, and we, back in look, 320... Have... No, I'm just kidding. They definitely didn't. <laughs> Things sure evolved. Things move on. Oh. Paraplegic. That's a complete. That's a completely yeah. different. No, it's not. You're talking about also no, women couldn't compete in the initial Olympics. Okay, but the, but those are. I'm not saying the games can't evolve at, at all. I'm just saying they should stay pretty classic. Like women should compete. You know, I I don't think that we need to. I think that these sports are being added because it's just gonna. It's more events, more money. That's why breakdancing is a, is a sport in 2024. Let's be honest about that. More money for who? I don't know the IOC. I have no idea who makes money off the Olympics. Somebody does though. Nobody. Does. NBC. Ruins countries. Okay. NBC. Net loss. It does Doesn't it just like absolutely just decimate there. cities who who set up for the Olympics. Yeah, but I'm yes. sure if you ask NBC how it's going for them, they were happy with <laughs> it. Not yeah, that those well breakdancing. Peacock. No, hold on. Peacock. You got to factor in their Peacock ratings. That's true. I have Peacock Premium now because I have Xfinity Wi-Fi, so everybody can be in my house for the first Notre Dame game. Yeah. Next Olympics, everybody go to Lucas. Wait, what? Are Notre Dame games not on NBC next year? Lie to your house. Yeah. Uh huh. 
It'll be cheaper than subscribing for $8 for Peacock. The first uh, Notre Dame game versus Toledo, the first home game, is only on Peacock Premium. That's that's ridiculous. We need to get off NBC right now. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It was exactly the thing that we talked about. Like, if if ESPN Plus was, like, how you only watch... Was it the SEC? They have, like, an exclusive rights mm-hmm. to the SEC. Mm-hmm. If it yeah. went on ESPN Plus, the SEC would die. So, yeah, you know, maybe the ACC's on that path. This, it's just Notre Dame. It's going to hurt Notre Dame, I'm telling you that. That's right. Yeah. I like the idea. Somebody commented on Reddit, too. This is not an original thought, but, like, so so much of the core of, like, Notre Dame's fan base is, like, 70-year-old people. So, like, having, being on NBC's, like, helpline, like, having those people try and set up Peacock is going to be a nightmare. So Since we've moved so far away from our Olympic topic, I'm just going <laughs> to throw something out there. When I, a while ago, I got uh, Disney Plus for free with Verizon, and I was on like this free trial, and I have still yet to see, a year later, any bills come out for for Disney Plus. So, it's just kind of like a little funny thing. It's like, I'm probably getting charged, but I've never seen it, so. I know we were talking about ESPN earlier, they're probably going to listen in on this. Don't charge me for Disney Plus. Um Signing up for Peacock or whatever. You guys can do it. You guys can finesse these free trials. I'm doing it right now. So don't be too shy about doing that. Are you ready right, well, here's, the show? Back to the outline, though. <laughs> no, back to the outline. It, do you guys want to what, – what other sports do you guys think should be added then? Ooh, cricket. I think cricket would be fun. Uh, um, cricket. I think add back baseball and softball because they're getting cut from the next Olympics, too. No, I don't. No, I think no. I they're getting added baseball, back, aren't they? No, they work here for this one. They're getting cut again for the next. Oh, one. Okay. I don't think baseball should be in there because we don't even. You know what we should add? Athletes. I think by your definition, we should add LARPing to to the Olympics. <laughs> Jared, what is his definition? I have no idea. You <laughs> guys just want to include anything under the sun in the Olympics. There's trampoline. I'm saying the Olympics should be an exclusive an exclusive group. It can be exclusive and still grow bigger. <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah. I don't tug of war. No tug of war. Last included in nineteen. 19- should we include? Should we include spike ball as an Olympic sport now? <laughs> like that'd be. I, I, would, I would actually actively support that. that <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love spike ball. It's not an Olympic sport. Come on now. Here's here's my here's you my. You ever thing. seen me play? I, I think for games like tennis and golf that are already majorly international probably shouldn't be the olympics i'll say that but maybe games like um breakdancing let's just throw it out there breakdancing who maybe not may or may not have a huge international platform like to compete against other countries i think that's worth watching but like the top tennis players it's like they already play against each other across the country and in their regular tournaments you know what i'm saying yeah i do know what you're saying so like a an archer I have no idea. I'm literally just looking at this list. Uh, some <laughs> players may, like beach volleyball, they may play teams within their own country, but when but they may not play France's best team. You know what I'm like? It, there's, mm-hmm. I think that that's worth tracking. Yeah. Also, who got the gold medal in breakdancing? It hasn't it's happened surf, yet. It's 2024. It's oh, okay. Yeah. You know what else they America, should add? Keep it in. They should add hide and seek to the Olympics, or like Red Rover, or Red Rover. <laughs> I think is what it's called. Send one over. 
Um, Jared, you are. This is getting. Okay. They should add like a so monkey bar. The they should add like a floor is lava I monkey actually, bars you know, thing they, to the Olympics. I you know why not? They should add tag. They should add. Tag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's what they I should was about do. To, tag and have you tag. seen the Ultimate Tag TV show? No. It's no. like parkour mixed oh, with tag. Okay, I thought it's it like was, actually athletic. I'm thinking of a real one. Dodgeball. Oh my goodness. And by the way, I would try to join that team. I was fantastic at dodgeball in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. I, I dodged everything. The ins- the insanity, the yeah, madness just does not stop. Dodgeball motto I've lived by every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting an end. I'm putting an end to this madness. This is the end of the episode. If you agree with me, can you please go on to Instagram and, and let me know? If you disagree with me, <laughs> go on Instagram and let me know as well. At you I run our Instagram. I'm blocking any anybody that gives a joke. And of course, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you listen that way and you like the show. And we'll see you next week. We're really excited. I, I hope we get as animated as we did this episode. I'm sure we will if we, if we put some hot button topics in there. So stay tuned for next week. Thanks. <laughs>